I want to welcome you to episode number 59 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are in a series dealing with our finances. We've talked about a lot of areas in finances, and we've been specializing and focusing primarily on prosperity. What is it? When is it good? When it can be difficult? What is true prosperity? Where does it come from? And all those various things. So if you want to look back at some of the other podcasts that we've done, there's a number of podcasts we have made dealing with financial prosperity. Today, Today, this session is going to deal with generosity brings prosperity. So before we get into it, let's pray and ask the Lord's direction and blessing. Father, I thank you for the opportunity that I have today to bring this message to those who are listening in. I pray your hand would be upon it, that you would anoint it, that you'd open up the ears of those who are tuned in today, Father, and bless them, Father, and may they understand truly that generosity is a source of prosperity in their lives. I thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. In my book entitled Generosity, What's in it for me? It's kind of a catchy little title designed to help people understand that you will be blessed when you're generous. And I believe that applies to our finances. Some of the chapters in my book are entitled Give and You Shall Receive. Another one talks about the local church and another giving produces growth. We need to learn about how generosity can be generational, that we can pass it on from one generation to the next. So there's a lot of reasons that I've written the book on generosity if you're interested in it, you can go to my webpage, davidcfriendauthor.com, and I believe it will be a benefit to you. But today's lesson we're going to talk about in this podcast deals with the issue of generosity brings prosperity, or another title might be generous living brings prosperity. So let's look to the Word of God and see what the Lord has to say about generosity, about prosperity, and how they go together. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, and he's giving them advice about giving, about prosperity, and those types of things. I'm going to pick this up in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starting at verse number 6. I'm reading now from the New Living Translation. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. That means giving. It'll come back to you. Verse 7, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Verse 8, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. You see, God always remembers the good, and of course, he remembers the bad, until we then confess our sins and ask him to forgive us, and then the bad things or the sins that we've had in our life and in our past are removed. Once they are forgiven, God never remembers them again, and so I thank God for that. But God also remembers and thinks about our generosity. I really believe that when we think about trying to prosper financially, we must start off with having an attitude of giving, an attitude of being generous to other people, not only with our finances, but also with our time. Because we all have the same amount of time, we don't all have the same amount of money. But the time that we have can be one of the more generous things that we can give to other people. It's so wonderful when we talk to someone and help someone and we see their life changed. When their life has changed, our life has changed. When they are blessed, we are blessed. And that's the concept of generosity, giving back. So when you give to others, it will come back, pressed down, shaking together and running over. When you give to the work of the Lord, the same thing happens. So in the area of 
generosity. Let's go back and look at that scripture a little closer and just see what the Lord's trying to tell us here. It says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But that's simply pretty pretty easy to understand. When we give a little, then all we're going to get back is a little. So if we are generous in our giving, we'll get a generous return on that giving. It says, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. So it has that effect on our finances. When we look at our finances and realize that we're being blessed for some reason or another financially, I believe one of the reasons is that we then have the opportunity to be a blessing to someone else. It says here, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly, which means don't don't give out of response. It says a pressure or people trying to put pressure on you to give. And that's not what this, this episode's about. I don't want to try and get people to think that somehow I'm trying to coerce them into giving money away and giving money away to their church and not have anything in return. That's not the purpose of this. But the Word of God says very clearly that if you give in your heart, you will be blessed. It says, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. It's see, when we give cheerfully to other people, we we receive something in our spirit. We see, receive something in our heart that changes us. When I was a child, I was a very greedy kid. I was one of those kids that wanted everything for me and I didn't really care about whether other people got things or not. There's a story that I've given before about being a little boy and my mom and dad would go to the store and collect S&H green stamps. Now that dates me, but you used to go to the grocery store and when you bought groceries, for every 10 cents that you paid, you received a little stamp and the stamps collected. And so you'd buy $20 or $30 for the, the groceries, which back in those days was a lot. You would get a bunch of these little stamps, S&H green stamps, or we had what they call gold bond stamps. They were all pretty much the same thing. But then you'd put those stamps in a book, a little booklet. And when you, when you save those booklets, you could go to a redemption center. They actually had a full S&H green stamps redemption center. And the only thing you would go in there with are these, these stamps that you had collected at the various places that you had bought products and you would get something. But as a child, when my mom and dad were saving for things, I always wanted to go with them to the redemption center because I always had my little greedy heart and said, well, we're going to go there and mom and dad have a couple of those books to get something. Mom might be going there to get a mixer or dad might want to go get a drill or something. But I always wanted a football or a baseball glove or a baseball bat or something. And I would whine and moan and groan until mom and dad would give in and they would use their booklet that they had spent a lot of time saving and they would take that book and give it to me and then I would get what I wanted and walk out of the store and feel like, hey, look what I got. But that's a greedy life. And I'm so thankful that the Lord delivered me from that because I finally learned that it is more blessed to give than to receive. It goes on here and says in verse 8, and God will generously provide all you need. You see, the Lord's trying to get a hold of our heart. He's trying to get our attention to understand that He wants to bless. The Lord has unlimited resources, unlimited ability to bless us in so many different ways. And in order to prosper financially, we've got to please God. And I think that if we don't please God with our finances, then I don't believe God is the source of the financial blessing, if you want to call it that, that comes into our life. There are many people who receive financial increase, but it isn't a blessing necessarily because it many times distracts them from serving God. It doesn't put their confidence in the Lord. They start thinking that they can do it themselves and they can go out and earn their own money and they can do whatever they want to do to be blessed. And they kind of turn their back on God and kind of ignore him. Well, that's obviously not the way to receive the blessings of the Lord. So generosity brings financial prosperity 
when we keep our focus on pleasing God. Let's go down a couple verses in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Look at verse 10. It's a really strong scripture dealing with what we're talking about today. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. It says here, in the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. And then it says in verse 11, boy, this is getting better the more I read it. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. You know, I've never done this before, but it seems like I need to keep reading more verses because there's such a wonderful lesson here. When the Lord gave Paul these words to write, he was instructing Paul on the understanding that generosity is wonderful and you'll be blessed from it. And I've already made some comments about that. Verse 11 says, yes, you you will always be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. It says, and when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. Listen to this now. This this is how generosity helps us to prosper financially. Watch. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem, Paul's talking to them and telling them how they can bless others, will be met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. So our generosity then helps other people thank God for his generosity. Verse 13, as a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God for your generosity to them and to all believers, listen to this, will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. And they will pray for you, listen to this, and with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for this gift, too wonderful for words. You see, it's just amazing to think when we give how it's going to come back around. It's going to bless other people. They will be blessed and then they will be a blessing to others. The church they go to will be blessed. Their family will be blessed. Their their meals will be blessed. And they're thanking God for that. And they didn't know that you necessarily gave, but then the the scripture is telling us that then God will turn around and bless us. And he will constantly, it said here earlier, that he will bless our resources. Now, finances is definitely a resource. Cash is a resource. So financial prosperity is a resource that God wants to bless. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, that's kind of a far stretch. No, it's not a stretch at all. Let, let me give you an example in business, it, how it works in business. When I was a real estate developer and I was building custom homes and small shopping centers and did land syndications, that's buying land and putting a bunch of people together to invest in it and we all make money on it. That's the plan for each of those investments. It was something that blessed me and blessed other people. It was interesting that I look forward to payday when I got to pay all the employees who were working on our projects. Now, some of you might think, well, that wouldn't be very happy to get excited about, to sit around and think, well, I've got to meet this payroll this month and it's going to be difficult. I never looked at it that way. I always thought, Lord, thank you that I've been given the privilege and the opportunity to be blessed in my business so that I can make money so that when payday comes around, I can write checks to all these individuals who are working for me, the people who are electricians, and plumbers and carpenters and bricklayers and concrete pourers and all those things that they did, we were able, our company was able to then give them money to purchase product that they sold to us. And I used to think as they would get their check, they're going to go home and they're going to stop and cash it at the bank or put it in their bank account. And then they're going to go home to their family and they're going to buy groceries for their family. Then they're going to buy, maybe take them out to dinner or take them someday to Disneyland or some fun place. They're going to invest in a house 
house and they're going to be living in a home. And this cycle of blessing just continues to flow back and forth and back and forth. And then they'd come back to work for me and they would bless me because they did a good job because I paid them fair. I gave them a good return on their time and they spent working on my projects. And it was a joy for me to give money. I I guess you'd call that the spirit of an entrepreneur because I've always had that in my heart that I felt being an entrepreneur would be something where I could be blessed but also be a blessing. And I didn't realize when I first started in that type of business that it would be such a wonderful feeling to meet payroll, to be able to give money to those people so they in turn could be blessed. And all of this cycle of blessing was ordained by God. He talks about giving and you shall receive, pressed down, shaken together and running over. He talks about giving to others that are in need and he'll bless our resources, which is an area which could obviously deal with our finances and God has a plan for this. So when I listed this topic, this episode today and called it Generosity Brings Prosperity, I just felt really happy in my spirit. I felt good about it because I thought what I'm going to share with you is going to be a blessing to me and to you and then to others as you apply the concepts that Paul was teaching of in the book of Corinthians some 2,000 years ago. So what a blessing it is to see God use his word to to bless other people and give us instructions on how to be blessed in every area of our life. Now let's talk about the prosperity issue a little bit more. Let me just ask you a couple questions. Have you ever wondered how certain individuals are able to be so generous with their time in helping others? Or they're able to give large amounts of cash, donations to their church or to charities that they like. Let me ask you a question here. Would you like to be the person who gives of your time and energy to someone else? Let me give you another question. Do you wish that you could be the one who gives a million dollars to your church or your favorite charity or to family members? You see, those are all great questions and those are all things that are possible if we set our financial plan up connected to God's ordained plan found in his word. Now, I'm not trying to trick anybody today. I'm not trying to trick you into believing that all of this will happen to you by just listening to this podcast today. No, I don't believe that at all. That listening to one podcast is not going to change your life entirely so that you'll understand what generosity is and you'll become extremely generous and you'll be able to bless others and then that'll come back to you and you'll receive financial prosperity. But I can tell you this, if you will bless someone just a little, that little bit of blessing that you give to others, that you're generous to someone else, it might be $5 to someone that you see who needs a help just buying their lunch or whatever it might be, that little investment of our finances will come back to you. There's no doubt about it. That person will be blessed. That person will then talk about this Christian person who came by and was kind to them and thoughtful and was generous to them. And it will bless. And I believe God sees that. He sees that little act of generosity, that little act of financial generosity. And it just makes him want to bless us. I've said this before, and I really enjoy when I express this to the, the people in the church when I've been preaching for all these years. I believe God's got this gigantic blessing, this bucket that's huge, and it's got a massive amount of blessings for his people. And I believe he goes around looking for people that he can bless because they've been a blessing to someone else. Now, that blessing may 
not come in the form of money, but it will come in the form of blessing in your life where you can prosper because prosperity is not just finances. Prosperity can be having great kids, having a great marriage, having a wonderful job and working with good people, going to a great church and enjoying the fellowship that you get there and the teaching that you hear from your pastor. Those are all things that bless us and that we prosper from. But some of us will hold back. And if you hold back and you give little, you're going to get a little back. That's what this word was telling us we read earlier. So let's let's kind of go on with that thought. I want you to understand that after you listen to yourself and listen to what's a dream of yours. Maybe you've had a dream to be a giver like this, to make a great donation somewhere and to help others. If that's really where you think, when this podcast is over, why don't you write down those things that you've dreamed about wanting to accomplish? You would love to build a prayer center at your church, or you'd like to bless someone in your family who needs a car, or you want to be able to buy lunch for somebody at church, or buy lunch for somebody at work that you work with, or go to your neighbor's house and deliver them a meal that you've made in your own home. Those are all things that God looks at, that he enjoys, that he sees. And when we do those things, when we are generous to others, it will come back to us, pressed down, shaken together and running over. I believe that with all my mind. So with that, I want you to think about what the word generosity means to you. I believe it means to embrace the quality of being kind and generous, to embrace it, to take it in, to receive it and make it a part of us. It's, it's really wonderful to see the generosity of others in action, isn't it? Isn't it great when you see someone who's a giver? I remind myself many times of the story of this young lady who was a member of our church. We were raising money to build new facilities and to buy land and all that. We needed millions of dollars to do all that. And this, this gal came to me and she was not making a lot of money, a very modest income. And she was supporting her own children. Her husband had left her. And she was really stretched out for money. But she came up to me and said, Pastor, I want to bless what's happening here at the church. And I looked at her and and I know I made a mistake. And I said, you know, you have such a challenge in your life to meet your challenges. You know, I think it might be best if you just keep what you have and don't worry about that. And she got irritated with me. She looked at me and she says, don't rob me of my blessing. And I said, I'm sorry. I I really am sorry. I just wanted to be sure that you have enough to meet your needs. And she said, well, if I give to God, I'll always have enough to meet my needs. And so she made a commitment. She made a pledge. She didn't know where it was coming from. But very shortly after that, she received a promotion at work. And the amount of money that she pledged, quite frankly, that she was going to give over the next couple of years was the same amount of money, almost to the, I think it was this to the same penny, was the same amount that her job, her boss gave her an increase at work. And she received like three increases every year equal to that commitment. And she went from being struggling financially to being very comfortable with her finances because she understood the concept of being generous will bring financial prosperity in her life. I think also of a a businessman who donates his time to train young students, college students who have a dream of being successful entrepreneurs. You know, I think that's a wonderful thing when you see someone who's successful and they know that they can use their experiences to bless others and to help others. They're being generous and they're going to bring prosperity into that person's life and that prosperity will turn on and come back to them. We see a busy mom sometimes who volunteers her, her precious time to help those in a school, to help them maybe by mentoring and giving them extra time after school to be able to be sure that they do well and receive good grades. 
Sometimes I think of the professional athlete who offers a free football camp to help inner city kids learn how to play fair and develop their skills. A lot of those football camps and those things that are put on by professional athletes are not done so that the athlete, the kid, can become a great athlete and be promised that they'll all be pros and play in the National Football League or the National Basketball Association, those types of things. But no, it's to help them with their character. Many of those kids don't have good homes or solid homes. And these basketball players or these football players or baseball players will hold a camp and help these kids and speak into their life. What they're doing is they're being generous with their time. And you know what's going to happen. It's going to bless that child. It's going to bless the athlete who's helping. It's going to bless his family. It's going to bless the team that he plays for. And then it's going to bless that child when he goes home. They're brothers or sisters or their friends in their neighborhood to see that there actually is someone who cares. So the concept of generosity bringing financial prosperity is very real. It's very much alive and it's very much a part of God's teaching. The American people, Americans, are the most giving, generous people in the world. America remains the great success story this world has ever seen because America has been generous. Could, could there be some kind of connection between generosity and long-term financial prosperity? I believe so. To be generous is defined, listen to this, as showing. This is a paragraph. I want to read a couple words out of my book that I've written on generosity. To be generous is defined as showing a readiness to give more of something that is necessary or expected. Now, we are all blessed with the ability to be more generous, not necessarily with cash, but obviously generous in some way or another. We are all blessed with the ability to help someone else, to think of someone else, to pray for someone else, to go visit someone else and be generous. Those acts of generosity, I believe the Lord sees, and he will bless those who step out in the direction of generosity and generous living. Now, some of you might be saying, you know, Pastor, that's great teaching, I guess, and it's really nice to give away every, what you have. I'm not saying to give away everything that we have so that we have absolutely nothing left over. What I'm saying is that we need to have a heart of generosity in order to receive the financial prosperity that God wants to bless us with and that we desire in our life. It tells us never to be at odds with people, the word does. It says, the Bible tells us to settle disputes quickly. I've used that so much when I've tried to help people and counsel them with the word of God and how it encourages them to settle disagreements. It also says to not to judge other people. Matter of fact, why don't we go to that scripture in Luke chapter 7, verse number 37. This is a great teaching where Jesus is giving these words and he's talking about never judging others because when we judge others, I believe we cut off the source of our blessings and we cannot cut off the source of our blessings and expect God to then prosper us financially. So let's let's just read this and see what it says. Luke chapter 7 verse 37 in the New Living Translation. Do not judge others and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others or it will all come back against you. Forgive others and you will be forgiven. Verse 38, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Press down shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. How could I find a scripture that's any better than that? 
I've used the reference of it'll come back pressed down, shaken together. But when you look at that, what, what the Lord is telling us and what this word is telling us that God's just sitting there with that gigantic bucket ready to bless us, to pour out a blessing that we can't even hardly contain. He's just waiting up for us to be generous to other people. And generosity is obviously one of the key sources of a financial return, our reward for what we're doing right. I'm not saying you should run around and do nice things for other people and then sit by your mailbox and wait for a big check to come in. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is that God tells us here that the amount you give will determine the amount you get back. That has to do with everything in life, in your marriage. The amount you put into the marriage, the amount of effort you put into it, the amount of love that you put into it, that you pour into your marriage, into your children, you'll get back a greater blessing from it. Many mari- many marriages who that struggle, it's they're struggling because of a lack of caring for each other and giving to each other. When I counsel couples and they come into my office and they'll sit down and they're just arguing and fighting and the man accuses her of this and he she accuses him of that and they're back and forth and back and forth, I generally stop them and say, let me, let me just ask you a question here. Have you ever thought about trying to outserve the other person? And they tend to look at me like, you got to be nuts. There's something wrong with you. And I always tell them, no, the Bible tells us what we give out will be come back to us, pressed down and shaken together and running over. And it tells us that when we do that, even more will come into our lap, it says. So if you want your marriage to be better, then get a better relationship with God. So let's turn that into your finances. If you want your finances to be better, then work on our relationship with the Lord. You see, when that couple's sitting in my office and they're fighting with each other, they're trying to get the other person to change. They're trying to get the other person to give to them, to focus on them, to pour into them. They'll say things like, if my husband would only do this or do that, then I would be happier. Or they'll say, if my wife would only be this way or act that way or do things like this, then I would be happier that I'll receive what I want. You see, that's trying to get out of something and not put something into it. What the Word of God tells us and what life tells us is that what we put into something is what we'll get out of it. If you're going to a church today, for example, and you complain about the church and you're fussing about the church and you don't like this and you don't like that, let me ask you a question. What are you putting into the church? Are you doing more than just going once a month? Are you involved in the church? Are you helping other people? Are you giving of your finances to bless the church? Do you pray with other people? Do you invite people to come to church so that they can hear a good message from your pastor? You see, what we put into something is the only way that will determine what we're going to give back. If we sow a little or give a little or put a little seed, as the word said, into something, we will produce a very, very small blessing. We'll reduce far less than what God intends for us. So to wrap this all up and to finalize this teaching, the main thing I want you to understand today is this teaching on generosity brings financial prosperity is based on the premise of what the Word of God tells us in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 7. It says, However, He has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. You see, if you can just focus on that, Jesus was so generous that He gave His life for us. You can't make a bigger sacrifice than that. He went through suffering on the cross. He was beaten. He was buried. He was crucified. And he did all that because he loved us, because of his generosity. His generosity tells us that he wants us to live an abundant life, that he wants us to live a good life. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to be blessed. So if your goal of financial prosperity does not include generosity, I believe you're missing one of the most vital points. So this teaching on generosity, our generous living brings financial prosperity, is one that it's not one-sided. It's not just a prosperity message. It's a message dealing with how prosperity comes into our life. And it starts with our 
first effort of sacrificing of what we have to help others. Think of others as being more important than we are. We should settle disputes quickly. We should pray for our enemies, it says. It says pray for those who despitefully use us and who abuse us and come up against us. It says in the Word of God over and over again, it gives examples of being a peacemaker, being one who is willing and ready to settle disputes quickly and be at peace. So I'm going to pray for you now and pray that God will allow this lesson to go deep into your heart and it'll bless you and help you and change you and prosper you in all ways. Father, I pray a blessing would be upon everyone who's listened to this podcast today, that you would bless them, Father, that you would help them, Father God, that they would receive the fullness of what you have in store for them. Father, may you take that big bushel basket of blessing that you've got, Lord, and you pour it out upon all of us, Lord, to help us to know exactly, God, that you are our source for financial prosperity. You're our source, Father, for peace and for joy and for life and for good friends and great relationships and a wonderful church to go to, Father. I thank you for that now, and I pray great blessing upon everyone listening in today. For I ask these things, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, I pray that you receive something from this teaching today, this episode dealing with prosperity in our life, and I know that God wants to bless you. We'll continue this teaching in the upcoming podcast, and I would like to encourage you to go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com, and there's a link on there for you to go to any of the materials that I've written on this subject. There's also a link on there to receive a free e-book that I've put out to help you have some understanding on finances and prosperity. So, maybe that'll be helpful to you. And if it is, I pray that you'll be blessed by it. And if you want to continue listening to these podcasts, you can subscribe to my podcasts on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Let me just say this. I thank the Lord for this opportunity. I would have never dreamed only even just a year ago that I would have an opportunity someday to speak to thousands of people, quite frankly, in countries all over this world. I've been told that my podcasts have been downloaded over the last several months by literally 12, 14,000 people have downloaded these podcasts. And at times we've reached as many as 80 countries across the world who are listening to these teachings. So I take a great responsibility in putting together something that will bless you, something that'll help you, that'll help your family, help your marriage, help your children, help you individually, help your work. And I believe that God will bless you. And I pray that God will continue to anoint this teaching so that it will be a blessing to help people, Father, understand, God, that you want us to live an abundant life. That's why we've entitled this podcast, Quality Christian Living. It's so we can all have a quality Christian life, a life filled with God's abundance, God's goodness, God's blessings. We'll be talking in future upcoming series on marriage, on finances. We'll be talking about faith, having faith to believe and having faith to trust. I'll do a series of lessons I believe on generosity will be coming up on issues of how to deal with physical challenges in your life. I've been blessed to be to have been healed on three different, quite frankly, life-threatening illnesses. One was terminal cancer, they called it. That was five and a half years ago. I was told I had six months to live. And here I am five and a half years later, filled and blessed. And God is to receive all the glory and honor for it. So I hope that you'll continue to tune in and that we'll be a blessing to you. So let me just say this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. 
My next podcast is entitled, God Promises Prosperity. You'll want to listen to that one. You'll want to let your friends know that there's going to be a message dealing with God has a guaranteed plan. He wants us to prosper financially. I'm going to talk about it. I've got some time to prepare and to study and get ready for it. I just know that that's the right topic for the next podcast. So until next time, may God richly bless you.